0: yo What's up, everybody? Welcome to Jump Street Podcast. We have a beautiful show for you today, this evening, this morning, wherever you're watching from, whatever time it is, whatever you're up to. How you doing, Billy?
1: Bro, I just realized something. Nah. What? I gotta go. Ch- I gotta go. Ch- ah! <laughs> I didn't see that before. <laughs> I was <laughs> no. trying to promote it.
0: You want to just go topless? Just go topless. You've been doing the homie build challenge.
1: Who's gonna change me or you at some point?
0: <laughs> I, I, I could change. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, I'll,
1: do it. I'll, do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. But but let's 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 intro the show first. Okay. Uh, boy, this is embarrassing.
0: You could have pulled that off without doing anything because you can't really see it right now.
1: Yeah, but I, I just realized it and all good. I was wondering why it looked fishy. All right. What's up? This is Billy. We're here at Jump Street Podcast, episode 155. We have a very special guest on today. As, as per usual, we've been doing this weekly. We came off in 2024 very strong. Uh, we have Zach Savage today, so I'm looking forward to talking with him, getting into everything. We have a few things to talk about before the episode starts, but before we do... Please follow us on all of our social media platforms. We have a Facebook. We have an Instagram. We have a YouTube page. You can subscribe. You can hit the notification bell when we have live episodes. We have an iTunes. Give us a five-star rating and a review if you like what you're listening to. And we also have a Patreon. We just filmed some new Patreon videos. We have some things. We're starting off pretty strong for 2024. And uh, you can be a Patreon for as little as $3 a month. You become a patreon you are automatically entered to winning something for free from our online store every month we do a random drawing out of our patreons every month you could win a hat a shirt a hoodie a mug for three bucks a month i mean it's a great value just just off that alone so consider that thanks for listening to my spiel for today
0: yeah, speaking of, well, i will get into that. While you, you go on, I'm going to get you. Okay, go sounds ahead. good. I want to give a shout out to our new patrons this week. We have Jeremiah Huskins and Pavel. Thank you so much for supporting us on the show. Like Billy said, oh, like if you're watching, you already know the deal. But if you're listening, me and Billy are wearing the same shirt because we had a new drop last week, a new clothing drop. So if you're. Uh, interested in supporting us other ways. We have an online store, like Billy said. We just put out a new t-shirt, which I'm rocking right now, a little JSP on the front, some old-school classic vintage New York vibes on the back. We also have this Space Blader shirt, Jump Street on the moon, first blader on the moon. Uh, this one's flying off the shelves right now, this crew neck, so check that one out. Check out the t-shirt, too. Both of them are available, jumpstreetpodcast.com slash slash Thank you all so much for everybody who supported us already. Um, in the meantime, we have a WTF this week brought to us by Patreon supporter Jeremy Bambury. And as we ask every week, if you have any WTFs, send them our way. Shoot them the Jump Street Podcast or at any of our personal accounts, whatever it is. Um, this one was probably sent to us the most out of any WTF that we ever had in Jump Street history. We got Sasha Sims here throwing a backflip to Shin stall. On a quarter pipe yes if you're listening you heard that right it's a backflip to double shin stall on a quarter pipe what do you think billy
1: yeah um see this is what it would look like if i actually tried a backflip that's what it was that's would. true yeah <laughs> that, that, that's that, that's the kind of like the process of that um couple of things wow what an advertisement for the for the pad company this is like
0: yeah for shredware
1: <laughs> yeah for shredware. We need we need a couple before and afters of this but for me, in my mind, there's no way this doesn't hurt a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe, maybe, maybe he, he has good shins. Maybe I mean, Sasha is a beast, so maybe, maybe it doesn't hurt. And the obviously the pads are very good because if that was me, my shins would be probably like broken in half, or I'd be I'd be making some some noises, sounding like a a pig squealing. But yeah, if it's if the sh- if it looks good. Just looks, <laughs> just looks
0: tough. <laughs> this reminds me of like a modern day version of, do you remember that ProTech ad back in the day? I think it was a fall from like Hoax 2. The dude does the backflip like 10 feet yeah, in the yeah. air and he, lands on he his stalls head. stalls out. Yeah, yeah. This is like the equivalent of that, but he did it on purpose. So shout out to Sasha. That was wild. Shout out to Shredware I mean, too. think about this. It's got to be good pads. I mean,
1: and you know what? I'm actually, I'm going to challenge them to go one step further. Why just stall?
0: You trying to slide? We can't
1: do, we can't do it The grind. Let's see it on a, let's see it on a.
0: Damn, oh, we got a challenge now. We got a, we got a homie build challenge part two.
1: That's actually a joke. Don't do that. I don't want to see anybody get hurt. But uh, <laughs> shout out Sasha Sims. And uh, was it Jeremy Bambry who? Uh, yeah,
0: who supported that? that. Yep. So shout out to all of you. And um, I see Dreaded Roller in the chat already said that he already sent us a WTF for next week. So I'll check that out. Thank you so much for sending submitting those WTFs. And before we get going with our very special guest, if anybody listened to last week's episode... Um, was it last week, Todd Ernie. Damn, that yeah. was a week ago already? Damn. Um, but yeah, we did a, a giveaway on the Sean Kelso episode. We created originals for a pair of Sean's new pro frame from Create Originals, the Reflectio frame. We had like 700 entries, something like that. We picked a winner. Whoever you were, your email address got denied. And we reached out on uh, Instagram numerous times. And if anyone like knew this person, no one got back to us. So... Lucky for all you who entered, we're gonna redraw again. So, let's right here. Boom, boom. So we have everyone's name in here. One more time, we're gonna do another drawing for the Create originals, Reflectio, Sean Kelso, Frames. Hopefully, this person, <laughs> like, accepts their prize because I don't know why you would enter otherwise. Chris Strong hopefully your email address is as strong as your name and that we could reach out to you and give you your prize. <laughs> so yep. thank you everybody Chris for strong. submitting. Chris Strong. So if you know Chris Strong, if you are Chris Strong, please answer your inboxes, your emails, Instagram, whatever it may be, because uh, we got a pair of frames that we're trying to give away. So thank you again to Create Originals for doing that with us. And yeah, I think with that being said, are we ready for our guests, Billy?
1: Before we do, I just want to make one announcement for everyone in
0: Southern California. We are hosting. Oh, no, I lost you. Sorry, Billy. You (laughs) lost (laughs) me. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. I'll fix you. Keep going. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) Um,
1: So, for everyone who's in the Southern California area, we have an event going on tomorrow at Village Skate Park in Paramount, California. The event is going to be from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., it's at 7718 Somerset Boulevard. It's well-known skate park, known as Village Skate Park or Paramount Skate Park. We're going to have a big hangout. We're going to be grilling there. I'm bringing a bunch of Mesmer skates for people to test, to try out. If you haven't tried a pair yet, they're there for testing. They're there for trying on. See if it fits your foot. See what size you are. And, uh, yeah, come out. Grab a burger. And this isn't exclusive for Mesmer people. You know, it's we're going to have Mesmer skates there. But everybody is welcome, all skates. We're just trying to have a nice hangout and a nice session in southern california so tomorrow saturday 10 to 2 p.m come out come skate with us uh Belino's coming out some other friends are coming out so should be good
0: yo what are the odds that i was wearing that shirt before i put this one on for the show <laughs> that basement long sleeve no <laughs> dead ass <laughs> no you weren't but that just shows that we're on the same wavelength. I see you, Billy. I see you. Yeah,
1: we, we have actually, the truth is we have like 10 shirts each.
0: That is kind of true. I have like 30 yeah. shirts, and I only wear like five of them. So that's what it is. But let's get it moving with our very special guest. Everybody, please give it up for Mr. Zach Savage. Hey.
2: What up, dude? How What's how up, doing? man? Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, man. How you doing?
1: good good man it's i I feel like it's a long time coming we've been seeing you out there getting active for a long time and i've been talking to jordan about having you on for a while and i'm glad we finally got to make it happen episode 155
2: uh yeah dude thanks for having me too uh shout out cody he told me he reached out to you guys for uh wanting to have me on an episode so shout out cody clark for that one
1: yeah you know sometimes i i gotta admit like i'll uh you know, when what, what, there's so many skaters to choose from, and like so many people, like sometimes, like when we get a suggestion, that's that's like sometimes obvious. Like, why don't you have this person? I'm like, oh yeah, like we
2: should just do that. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, there's so many like people, so, it like so many, like, yeah. It's, oh, there's yeah, still dude, so, many there's so many that we have good got. skaters nowadays too. I was gonna say there's yeah. still so many people to do too. Like the talent in skating right now, I feel like it's just growing and growing and growing. It's so Especially funny because. The-
1: ahead no no, sorry to interrupt but it's it's so funny like Austin and i talked about a few times especially in the beginning when we first started we were like oh man like i was gonna say that we're we're probably gonna run out around 100 episodes or something like that but the more we do it the more like you realize like how many people there are and i feel like we could get to like 500 easy and still be like oh man there's still so many people to do but um yeah
2: oh most definitely yeah especially because there's new talent popping up every week it seems like from somewhere in the world in skating and it's just like where are all these kids spawning from
1: <laughs> definitely um so a couple things um are you from you're from the Detroit area yeah yeah okay well congrats on the Lions lions by the way like hopefully uh we see them go far we know it's been 38 years since they've uh, got a super bowl so this is a big time for Detroit i know But uh, congrats to that if you're a Lions fan. But um, before we get into all of that, uh, let's talk about, you know, where you got, how you got into skating, you know, the Detroit and the Midwest scene has always been strong. I feel like, especially in the early days, there was like that connection to the hockey culture that kind of of permeates like around Michigan and, and Wisconsin and Minneapolis and things like that. So it's always been a strong scene. Obviously modern is out there, but, uh, let's get into a little bit of your introduction to rollerblading like what year what was your first video how you got into it uh if you don't mind giving us a little introduction
2: so i did get into rollerblading actually because i do have a hockey background uh i learned to ice skate when i was 18 months old or something like that and i started my started my first hockey league it was like a just like a little drop-in league for children, I guess. So then I was like three or four. And uh, yeah, so pretty much I just like grew up on skates and then I was into skateboarding and stuff. And just randomly one day I was riding my bike down the street and I seen this kid, still one of my closest friends to this day. Uh, His name's Nate. He was just jumping... A uh, pair of like i think they were like t-rexes or something like super old aggressive skates they, they look like the cheapest tiny like tiniest soul plates t-rex t- something like that i never heard of that. it dude I, i'm pretty sure they were like sold in like the early 2000s on like walmart or something like that like it was like their attempt at making an aggressive skate or something i don't know I don't know where they came from. I can see if he still has them. He might, honestly. But uh, yeah, I just seen him jumping a piece of plywood on a cinder block, and I was like, "Dude, let me. Can I go get my uh, roller hockey skates and jump this with you? That looks fun." And then he told me about what the local indoor park was at the time—landslide uh, skate park—and I went there for my tenth birthday. Got a pair of TRS Downtown Fours, and yeah, instantly I was just kind of able to, like, hit the ramps and jump and stuff and do 360s. And I remember doing a front flip into the foam pit my first day skating, and I was like, dude, this is way more fun than skateboarding is. Like, And, yeah, I just kind of fell in love with it from there.
1: Wow, that's that, that's crazy to think about that you started when you were 10 at Landslide. If I'm not mistaken, Landslide was the one that had, like, they had one bitter cold or something, right?
2: Um... Or oh, maybe I was mistaken. Bitter, I don't know if they had a bitter cold. I think that was the one in Ohio, some indoor park. Vertigo. Uh,
0: maybe you're thinking of yeah, Billy.
1: Yeah. No, no, I'm not thinking about that. That, that. that that it was a one that had one bitter cold instead of
0: like. Oh, the BMX bunch. park.
1: Yeah, but, but uh, yeah, that was just my thought. Whatever, not important. But <laughs> it's interesting thinking that you've been skating since you're you're ten because your skating kind of has that like vibe that's more traditional. your approach Um, because like you for a lot i think like you're you know you've been around for some years at this point but like if if you're if you're looking at like the the guys who do the traditional skating they're like a bit older it seems like you're like a younger guy with that traditional vibe but it makes sense that you've been going at it since you were that young and 10 wow that's a pretty early age
2: yeah one thing that really uh also drew me to rollerblading like and just choosing that over like skateboarding bmx or anything like that was I once I seen my first uh, skate video I seen rollerbladers hitting spots where I'm just like yo no skateboarder, BMXer or anything whatever even think of touching that like these guys are nuts I want to do that <laughs> and like that's what really drew me towards rollerblading was like this that just looked real groundbreaking to me like
1: that's sick no that, that that's that's like a pretty I mean I I feel like uh, I was just assuming that like. Normally, like I said, like people from the Midwest, like in the north, like the Michigan, Wisconsin, Minneapolis, like a lot of people do things because there's like regional influence. Like in California, there's always been like the surf and skateboard influence. It's like the and but in the Midwest, there's like a lot of that hockey influence. And as you say, you have hockey roots as well. And to your other point, like seeing like the hammers and stuff like that, like what was possible on rollerblades, it's there's still spots that I feel like are distinctly for rollerblading even though like skateboarding has done a good job like kind of going further than they were i saw them going like 20 years ago like you know being able to do rail to rail for example like that bladers were doing that i didn't see skateboarders doing Uh, skateboarders have gotten to a point where they've been able to hit some bigger spots but i feel like just because the fact that they're attached to your feet and you have that freedom there's so much more possibilities on the blades. So like, yeah, like, especially in terms of like hammers or even the creative aspect.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think there's like, what really drew me to it is just like what you say, kind of seeing like rollerbladers hit huge kink rails and then just completely hop in the kink and not even going through it. And you're just like, dude, that is absolutely insane. And then yeah. I started skating in like, oh wait, or, yeah, it was 08, I started skating, and uh, that was when people were still just throwing themselves around for no reason, I feel like, like, just for the hell of it, because they could, and seeing how big and how crazy they could go, like, and that's really what was just, like, standing out to me. I was just like, yo, this is way crazier than any skateboarding I've seen at that time, you know?
0: Definitely. Yeah, no, we, I... We- I was We spoke about on the show a few times how skating seems to be a lot more welcoming for newer skaters now because the style of skating isn't that like crazy hammer type of shit. But you actually started in the heyday of like hammers pretty much. And that is what drew you to it. And I mean, like Billy said, it does show when you're skating. Um, Did you actually look at people doing like crazy drop rails, disasters, big gaps and like, I can do that? Like this is tangible for me?
2: I mean... Yeah, I have like I feel like if anybody has done anything, it could possibly be done again or, and but like there's also like I also feel like there's limits to it. It's like some of the dudes like it's they just did it for the hell of it and then it's they're broken now. And can barely even do a soul grind if they wanted to. And it's like that's not really worth it to me. I still want to be able to like do some crazy stuff, but I also like kind of like just know my limits, where it's like, dude, like if I actually get hung up doing this, what did I really kind of do it for, you know, like it's kind of just like, there's a balance to it, I guess in my head.
1: No, totally. That makes perfect sense. I mean, you know, I feel like anyone who plays or dabbles in that world. And that's the thing about blading. That's cool. It's a choice. Like, you know, you can, and the same thing with, other action sports or whatever it is called like you know you look at scotty kramer in bmx for example he was like known for doing huge things and then he had like a really bad accident and wasn't able to ride anything like he used to and it's it's always tricky when you're trying to push the limits because you're taking the risk but you don't want to end up uh you know taking yourself out or hurting yourself um so I, i i can i can agree i think everyone should proceed with caution um on that kind of stuff but sometimes you just see a spot that's like made for it sometimes you see a spot that's like uh inspiring like i I don't know for you when when you were younger uh were you so you said you were first skating at the park but I, i see a lot of street influence in your skating uh did you have any early influences in your street skating like especially like from like the midwest or detroit area or were there any like who were like your earliest influences
2: Honestly, I wanna say my earliest influence in street skating was like Luke Naylor, like locally from Detroit was Luke Naylor. He's the first one to ever like, pretty much fully take me under his wing and like show me the spots around Detroit. When I was in high school, he'd come pick me up from my house multiple times a week and we'd go street skate and just drive around for hours. And pretty much I lived at his house the entire summer, one summer. and. Yeah, so seeing him, and he was the also one of the other closest uh, to my age ever, I gotta say, like, growing up, like, even, like, traveling around to other contests, he was one of the only younger ones as well. So I kind of took a lot of influence from him and being with him, street skating, and, uh, yeah, I guess, like, uh, other than that, it was like watching uh, Aragon sections or Bellino sections or Montre and just see how like clean they make big tricks look like they all had good style to them like it wasn't sketchy like looking like oh my god, this guy's gonna die. It was just like fully dialed and controlled like and it was on some big stuff back then like and yeah. I feel like that influenced my street style a lot too because it's i don't know it just all looked so good to me when i was young and i was like that's exactly what i want to do is like those types of tricks and stuff so i mean it's like take learn it in the park and then try to take it to the streets you gotta like find the right spot and you'll once you find the right spot you'll feel it you'll know when the trick is there and like that's I feel like every skater has a list of tricks in their head that they want to do on a street spot, and they're just waiting to find that spot. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. You know, I I actually, I think, like, when when you say, like, your influences and all that, especially in regards to style, it makes a lot of sense uh, with with how you do your skating. And I think specifically with rollerblading, like, the style is really the X factor. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, because that shows your level of, of control and that's where a lot of the inspiration comes from to like what you're you're influenced by in skating. Uh Montre is and even sometimes with like your I mean that's like a great person to look to get inspiration from because and I even like saw a lot of that in at the Bitter Cold this year with like a lot of like your like uh you know Montre is known for like his really clean five forty tricks. You were doing like yeah. some of like cleanest like five forty tricks like the like obviously like off the bat, like I'm sure this trick went all over like the blade community, but the, the 540 TTP across the sub box when I was there. Um, and just like, I think one of the things that stood out about it is just like the style of it and the position, like that really go- makes the difference between like what you like in skating and what you're inspired by versus what is just like, eh, like, you know what I mean? Because it shows the control, but um, yeah, that's in- it makes sense that those guys were your influences. Cause it really shows in your skating. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I've always been inspired by, like, uh also, like, the competitive side of skating, too. Like, having modern and having bitter cold growing up, like, right down the street and being able to, like, just re-watch old bitter cold videos growing up skating and be like, that park's right there. I'm going to go learn how to do some of this stuff. It was kind of, like, motivating me to, like, learn. Like, if I was like, all right, well, if these guys are throwing these tricks in a contest and I would see who was winning them, like notice who won the contest. And I'd be like, what did he do to win it? And then I watch what they did and stuff. And I'd be like, all right, well, if I want to win a contest on this level, I got to be able to do tricks like that. And having honestly that waterfall that I did the five, true top horn on, I've learned more tricks on that than any other object in my life. Like that's what kind of what I go to, to learn a new trick is that obstacle. I don't know why. <sighs> But that thing, I just love that ramp specifically. It's my favorite ramp in the world to ever skate.
0: Yeah, that's wild that your home park is Modern Skate Park, which is the Bitter Cold Park for the last however many years it was. So that's definitely like huge in helping you learn how to skate. I wanted to talk about your competition skating too, because you have been, it seems like you've been to like every contest in the last, couple of years in the united states like all around the country too and not even just in your area like new york invitational you're down south for a bunch you're like bitter colds and all this and that um winning or placing in in most of them do you do you care more about the contest aspect of skating now than like just the street aspect or filming tricks kind of aspect because you go so in at a contest like not many people go as in i feel like uh, you do at a a contest
2: Uh. I feel like I have fallen into more contest skating than filming but more recently I have been wanting to get back into filming and focusing on that more but yeah I really I've always grown up a competitive person like playing hockey and sports and everything so like having a doing a contest is just super fun to me because it's kind of just like what can you do on the spot that's like The best like what what do you have on the spot like if you've never skated that you could have skated that spot before and you have some tricks you still want to do and you've never tried them and that could be the perfect time to try it or like it's something completely new to you and you just got to come up with everything off the rip and it just really tests your skating and your skills and your ability i feel like that it's yeah it's always drawn me to it because i just I don't know. I just, just feel like it's the perfect time to h- highlight and showcase what you could really do. You know.
0: Yeah, it, I could uh, see the energy when you are going for the uh, nine hundred alley topsail at uh, at bitter cold. Did you ever land that? Like no, not yet. A, a, it's gonna ha- it's gonna happen, and that's gonna be the first ever because you came pretty close a couple of times on that too.
2: Yeah. Th- So I've tried that on that obstacle twice in my life, and uh, I actually did get closer to it. It was like four years before that when I tried it, and uh, I locked it, but the way I spun, I went so high that I couldn't control myself when I came back down, and I would just bash off the coping and go into the ramp, and yeah, bitter cold, it just... I hit my leg or my shin or my calf off of it, and it just made my leg go dead and start shaking. Couldn't put my weight down, so. But, yeah, I haven't tried it again yet, and I plan on it. I still think that's going to be the obstacle I do it on, but we'll see. If I run into something and it feels right, then so be it. Maybe I'll try it again. But for now, it's looking like that's going to be the one I do it on.
0: Yeah. Can't wait for that one.
1: Yeah, that's I was about to say that that that's that's a wild one. I feel like you need to be in like a contest mode or like some kind. That can't be just like your average Monday, like nine hundred dollar <laughs> top. So there needs to be like <laughs> no. a moment that like brings it out of you, like a contest or an event. But um, yeah. yeah that, and that that'd that'd bitter cold.
2: At bitter cold, I felt like I kind of blew my tricks too early, and I kind of used too many of them too quick, and like the semis and the qualify round, and then I hit the finals, and I'm like. What do I do now, dude? I kind of landed everything I wanted to do, and I was like, "Well, I've wanted to try this, so might as well just give it a shot, see what happens." And Yeah, it didn't yeah. go as planned. But <laughs> no,
1: I like, I, like I, I know exactly what you mean, and uh, and shout out to Luke, uh, the the champion of the bitter cold showdown last year, which was like awesome. Piled he
0: absolutely
1: he absolutely killed it, and uh, at least uh, someone brought it home, right? But mm-hmm. um, back to Michigan, but but ultimately, I agree with you. I think that. Um, you did like some of the biggest tricks of the event, like in during the semis, and um, it's you know it's something that like when you're skating contests, you learn that there's like this kind of flow, and there's like a time, like the best time to like land something is at like the last minute or so when they're like really trying to like wrap it up, and like the last the last five minutes of the uh, it's very important, so it's not so much a lot of those events is not so much about skill and capability it's it's kind of a bit timing is a big factor strategy and things like that but i i I could definitely agree with you like in when you when you look at the after edits for example and like you weren't there and didn't see how it got pieced up it it, you could you could assume it went one way or another way but the way like contests run is like semis and then finals but but i agree i think i think that that 540 uh, ttp was like one of like the biggest moments of the event
2: mm-hmm. yeah because I've, I've had a lot of people tell me like they feel like i should have placed at least a bitter cold and stuff and i'm like well i don't think i like it's mostly people i don't think were actually there in person and actually realized that most of the tricks i land were in the semi-finals and not the finals yeah. and how some contests are run the finals are completely separate from the semis like if you don't yeah. land anything I know, so it's a completely different scoreboard than what the semis were. Right. You know? so, yeah, and that, yeah, that,
1: that's, that's what that. I think that's why it's important for events to be clear from the from very beginning on how what the criteria for scoring is. Some events go like, uh, you know, the. The first round, the semis and the finals, and then everything is taken into account. You see that happen more frequently with like street contests as of these days, like it's the the whole day of skating, it's taken into account. Um, But traditionally it's been everything separate. And then the finals are the finals and and that's it. Like, I think otherwise it's like, it puts a, you know one way puts like a much tougher load on the judges like you know it's like you have to judge the entire day and all the criteria kind of so
2: much yeah mm-hmm. it
1: compartmentalizes it for the judges uh, i think a bit and makes it more manageable but um it, i agree it's hard to like tell if you weren't at the event and you're just watching the edit. the edit doesn't tell the the full story if you were there at the event then you'll know that like you had some huge moments but luke during the finals was like absolutely on and i don't think he missed the trick so i think everything the judges got it right but i know what you mean it's tough it's it's tough to during timing and criteria but i think regardless like both you guys like looking back end up being winners because in the in, like you guys both shine so much in the edit and like like i said it goes back to michigan you guys brought it home held it down for the home state
2: yeah i think if it, it felt really good to do that with luke too because uh when we were younger, we lost Brett Urbis. And uh, that was like Luke's mentor and huge inspiration to me as well. And then I lost uh, Luke Grappa the year before Bitter Cold. So just going out there and put it on for the homies too. It's like, and one of us taking it home. That was such a huge moment. I feel like. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, 100%. Rest peace, rest, yeah. a hundred percent rest in peace, Luke Grappa, you know, um, there were, there were like um he was like right before he passed i just like remember like i was seeing him like skating mesmers i was so pumped i was like oh i was like commenting on that stuff and we were like really sad to, to hear that so um yeah. yeah shout out luke
0: but i mean on the topic yeah. of luke i know is that escape behind you
2: yeah right up here because i
0: seen uh, you was it i don't remember if it was in new york or not but you like carry his skate around with you and i was talking to you about it and it's like kind of like still you're still bringing luke to like all the all the events all the sessions the contests and stuff like that um you want to tell us a little bit about that because i I feel like that was unique too
2: yeah i just it's kind of like my good luck charm like me and him we started traveling together and uh, i don't i guess just i doesn't feel the same without him you know so like i just bring him with me and I feel like if I still have him with me, he's still out there at the session, he's there in spirit. And then these were the last skates I uh, skated with him and he had, so that's why I wanted that skate from him specifically. But yeah, I just feel like having him there is like good luck to me. It's like still having my brother where it all started, who it came. like, he's been probably my biggest inspiration in skating as a whole, because when I first met him, He, uh, I knew he was skating for a long time before this, but he lied to me and said, uh, he was only skating for six months. And I was like, This dude, this is some, (laughs) I was like, This is some bullshit. You are way too good to only be skating for six months. And then I, it like built a fire up under me. And I was like, Man, I gotta get as good as this guy if he's bullshitting like that. uh, Yeah. Uh, so he's always been the one that like built the fire under me and like, kind of like pushed me to my full limit you know so yeah i just feel like still bringing him along where it all started who it all began with and one of the reasons i go as hard as i do and compete like i do is because he's always been there by my side for it so i just don't want that to stop and the adventures to never end
0: Mhm. Yeah,
1: absolutely, bro. And then, you know, I got a yeah. huge shout out to you for that because it's, you know, I think to, to those of us who have lost friends like and and lost friends in skating, I think like, you know, uh, roller band does a good job of trying to like hold up those people like, you know, like on, who have a personal relationship with it, whether it's bringing the skate or having like a memorial event or mm-hmm. Um, just just coming together for each other it's, it seems like in my experience rollerblading does a good job of, of doing that because we're such a tight knit community so yeah shout out Luke and, and that's awesome that you do that man
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, hey you.
0: good job rollerblading yeah. <laughs> doing that. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. yeah seriously thank you to rollerblading and the whole community because like it's the only life I know man like I don't see myself ever doing anything else with my life like I want to just rollerblade, have fun, and then maybe get myself in the position to put on another generation of skaters one day and keep this thing going. So it's really Hell all yeah. I've ever dreamed of and all I'm trying to make come true. So,
0: yeah, yeah man. Sorry. No, that, 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 I kind of wanted to get on this path too because you've been. Definitely killing it in the last few years. Um, a lot in contests, but just in general, like your skiing is awesome. you always posting crazy shit on Instagram too, as well. And who are your sponsors now, by the way? Because I know you ride Gods.
2: Uh, Gods, ghetto community, modern. Um, I'd say just power slide as a whole. Be power Powerslide hooks me up with some rack skates and rack wheels oh, nice. and all that sometimes. And then uh, 5050 has been sending me frames and letting me test them out, see how I like them recently. And I've honestly been loving the uh, I think they're the prime frames with the metal cores and the plastic uh, sidewalls and stuff. I've been loving those. So we'll see what happens with that. Maybe join 5050 if they've got a spot open. But so far, I've been loving it. So Yeah, that's but, awesome.
0: Yeah. Well, it seems like you are getting like the respect that you deserve i feel like from a lot of skate companies and the recognition i've heard a few people mention a few times about like showing you some love with like with like a god skate or something like that of some sort has any discussion ever happened with that at all or is that just like people speculating or just hyping you up that they want to see more of you
2: um i think it's more just hyping me up to see more of like uh trying to get it to happen but i have uh had little talks and stuff and we've been trying to fit it in line see when it'll come along but there have been little talks and it should be coming at some time so dude i'd love to see that
0: yeah
1: yeah you know i I was gonna ask you like uh, how you originally got uh hooked up or met jordan and frankie and everything with gods um and i do think you are on the path to to going to going pro and doing all the right things um how did you get hooked up with uh how did you meet because i know you've been you've been in new york skating with these guys for a long time you've known jordan in the ghetto community for a long time you've been with frankie and gods raw how did all that connect
2: um so really i just uh went out to bashi pope skate off one year randomly because i was like 16 i never went to new york in my life and so this is actually a funny story. I was at the uh, James Short Memorial in New Philadelphia, Ohio. And we just got finished skating the uh, contest and the best trade comp and everything. And we were all sitting around the bonfire. It was like me, Farmer, Dick John Fromm, all the Detroit homies. And out of nowhere, Matthias St. John just pulls up like he wasn't there the whole weekend like just pulls up at like midnight out of nowhere (laughs) looks looks at everyone at the bonfire and just looks at me and says you get in the car you're coming to new york and i was like i literally was like get the hell out of here bro like i have my whole tent like i'm tired i just skated a contest i want to go home he's like no have someone take your stuff home. you're coming to new york and yeah i went woke the homie up took told him he's got to take my stuff home Went to New York, got in the car, fell asleep, woke up. We're like, I think it was like the George Washington Bridge or something, some bridge, and I just woke up. That's
1: the one. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I was just like, whoa, I'm in New York. I actually did that. (laughs) And yeah, so I just ended up out there randomly, and then I went back out there after that. And the only person I knew at the time was Bashi because it was his comp, and I was just hit him up randomly. I was like, "Yo, I want to come back to New York." Went out there and kicked it with him again, and then I just kept coming back for the uh BPSO. Eventually, met Jordan. Jordan, we were at uh what was it? What year is it? Mm-hmm. At the Woodward event that happened a few years back, we were at the first one of those, and. We were all staying together, and Erod was in the cabin, and this one, Erod was still a part of Gods, so he asked me if I wanted to skate for Gods, and I was like, yeah, because I was skating for Razors at the time, and like I already heard a lot of stories about Razors, and I still see them doing it to a lot of skaters to this day, but uh, like people going pro and skating for Razors forever, never getting a pro boot, and I'm like, man, I don't want that to happen to me, like. I want to pro skate that's a big goal of mine you know so i was like yeah god sounds like a way better opportunity because it was also like a smaller team at the time it was like a more select team i guess and like I, I gotta say in 2015 so many people skated razors and were getting free skates from razors you didn't know who actually rode for them who didn't so i was like man this helped me stand out more as a skater and also i feel like i fit this brand better for myself personally so right. yeah i just was like yeah dude i skate for gods for sure and then went to blake up a few months later and linked up with frankie he hooked me up with some skates and yeah i just loved him since so
1: first of all yeah. i gotta say that i love the story about uh, matthias going to yeah that's take you up. like yeah that's like this is that's that's the reason why we have this podcast. you hear stories like that. <laughs> um but um it's and look what it led to. It led to like you like going on like down this path, like this like butterfly effect situation where you like meet Erod, yeah, yeah, get introduced, yeah. like, and now it's years later it's contributed to like where you are and what you're pushing towards. Um you know it's funny, like when I when I when I talked to Jordan and uh <laughs> Like and Jordan's like man, Zach Savage is more New York than most of these New Yorkers. Uh, <laughs> you, know, like, you, you, you really seem to fit in yeah. with like the those guys really well. How how did you end up getting like hooked up with a ghetto community and, and how did that all come to be? Because I really think you fit in well there too, and it seems like everyone on the team like generally it's like a lot of like New York people or people from the Tri State, but you fit in perfectly, perfect. Like I think it's it like, goes really well. So how did you get? with them
2: uh so honestly i think i got with ghetto community when they did like a best fish brain contest on instagram for like one of their hoodies they were giving away and i was like man, i want this hoodie so (laughs) i actually i did hurricane rocket fish brain on that waterfall uh step up quarter pipe that i did the 5 ttp on wow and yeah i won the contest for best fish brain and uh yeah, Jordan hooked me up with the hoodie and then I just started promoting it like crazy. And I was, I, honestly, being from Detroit and seeing the name Ghetto Community, I was like, dude, I love this. How did nobody come up with this before? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah, it kind of fits. But getting close with them, it was just like getting, uh, going to BPSO and Jordan would just film me randomly and then uh, send me clips and we'd start talking and stuff, seeing what events we were going to together saying we want to film with each other and stuff and then i just fly out like jordan just started hooking me up regularly with ghetto community stuff and i started flying out there filming street sections with him he's pretty much welcomed me as family and same with everybody else on the ghetto community team like it just feels like a family instead of a like a skate team you know
0: that's how jordan be. jordan jordan looks at every all of us as like family too like uh definitely good vibes coming from jordan and the ghetto community people too and i i feel like people who don't really know you would see you as like a new yorker kind of you know the way like you fit in seamlessly with like them not that god's like a new york company but like you just seamlessly fit in with like gods and ghetto community too like it's just like a perfect match it seems like and the synergy seems well too with you guys as well
2: yeah it's like he just he just made it feel so welcoming, like as the whole team too. Like uh, Andy Crack, Joe Cap, uh Lowe's, like pretty much everyone on the team. You like they all just felt like family off the rip, and I was just like, "Yo, this is kind of dope." Like I love New York, coming to New York, and now I'm got like a little click I'm tight with in New York. So I don't know, I just love those dudes and just feels way better like honestly I could see myself skating for ghetto community even if I can't skate no more like it's just so much like more of a family thing than it'll ever be just like a skate company
1: definitely definitely and that's and those are the best companies the companies that have that vibe and and like Jordan is like such a important part of like the New York City skating scene like you know he just keeps you know he was doing like little local events for for years and just like you know, making the videos, making the edits, contributing—he um, puts out I, so I, much
2: I, I, stuff I, and so much. He charity. does.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's a hard worker. Um, he
2: loves skating. To death, I, man. I he gotta does.
1: say, I, I, I want, I, I want to see you guys do more. I got, I got one requ- request, especially since you're, um, you know, you're, you're, you're on the path and pushing to go pro. Uh, I think one of the things that helps with that, and something I would love to see, I would just, I would just love to see like a full part of you in new york i know you've had a lot of footage in new york but it's like the full new york part and just take your time with that dude i that would just be love sick. to see that but um i, th- I think th- those things go a long way but um and i'm trying to do that too me maybe i'll come each out there try to get a full new york <laughs> part going that'd be cool but um I was about to say, yeah
2: i to get a session backstop in town and start it off
1: dude definitely let me know next time you're going i'll, I'll try to get out there but um yeah, I I love all that. Do, do you have any plans for this year, 2024? As you say, you're like we're on the path, we're pushing hard, we're trying to make things happen. I want to talk about. We also need to talk about the sneakers and the and, and <laughs> the job and culture. <laughs> but 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 do you have any plans for the year?
2: Um. Right now, I plan on going back to uh, Crowder Power Contest in North Carolina. That's on uh, April 20th, and I think it's in Durham, North Carolina. Cause I won that one last year. So I want to go back to defend the title at it this year. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Shout out Chris Crowder. Yeah. Shout out Crowder. It's it's super fun event. Like park is super fun. Good weather. It's a good time. Mm -hmm. But uh, also thinking of coming back into uh, New York in June for e-money for that Mm -hmm. one. And then obviously the Metro card. And kind of just whatever I kind of find in between that I can make it to working around my work schedule and all that. And uh, Mile High Battle is a fun one I want to get back to. Same with Windy City Riot because I kind of grew up going to that comp. It was one of the first big street comps I ever went to. So I want to go back to that one because it's been a few years since I've been there. But how,
0: yeah, how do you manage? How, how do you manage to hit up all these contests?
2: Yeah, you just got to try to find a job that's cool with you doing it.
0: So your job, like, allows you to travel. I guess you're more flexible. Yeah. And they're cool with you, like, what you do, I guess. I'm assuming they know, like, what you do and everything.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, they know what I do. And I kind of, when I got hired, I kind of told them, I was like, yo, this is kind of like my career. And my job is my job. Like, I can get another Mm -hmm. job. I can't reset this career. You Mm -hmm. know? So... I was like, if I have to take a weekend off, like, just please try to bounce my schedule around so I can just get a couple days off, shoot a flight, come back, and be good.
1: Mm. Oh, by the way, I want to make a clarification. Before I was saying you were pushing to go pro, pushing for a pro skate is what I meant. You are a pro. Just want to make that. Just want to make that clear. Um, pushing for a pro skate. Sorry. Someone checked
0: me in the chat. I had to come. <laughs> check yourself. Um, yeah, check I in the you chat. Need... We were talking about the contest, and it, and it reminds me of, you know, Bitter Cold is has been in Detroit. It's not from Detroit originally, but it's been in Detroit. And uh, Daniel Kinney, the founder of Bitter Cold, said that was the last one that he's doing. And it could still continue if like someone's willing to do it. Being from Detroit, have you heard of anything, Bruin? Anybody trying to continue the Bitter Cold legacy?
2: Um, I've heard talks, but... I've also heard talks that they don't want to give the name Bitter Cold up, so it would if there is, it would definitely be under a different name, but it's still a chance to go to Modern and see some of the best rollerblading in the world on some of the coolest ramps, in my opinion.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: I feel like if they actually do do something new, it'll pop off just as good, because the way that that last Bitter Cold win after 10 years, it, it's, it felt like it never left it was just like well this is happening again actually like kind of crazy but mm-hmm. uh yeah i think after the turnout of this uh last one that uh, they'll definitely try to get something going again i've heard a few talks about them wanting to get something going again but we'll see what ends up happening with it all
0: Dude, it would be so hard for there to be a contest at Modern and not out of habit call it Bitter Cold,
1: <laughs> right? Bitter
0: Cold. <laughs> like just out of habit, I'd be like, oh, "Are you going to Bitter Cold?" Oh, I mean this contest instead. Like it would be so it's so ingrained into our our minds that Modern is like the home of Bitter Cold, you know? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I,
1: I feel like you would. Ha- I feel like it would have to be like some play on it without like directly calling it Bitter Cold. That'd be
0: cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: but. Then again I think uh, some of the talks they're having if they do do it it might uh, be in a different month or something like that because of winter clash being the same month mm-hmm. so we'll see what goes on with that but
1: yeah um, let's let's get into your uh, so I'm you know maybe this is part of the reason the New York guys like you like uh, it seems like you're a bit of a sneakerhead and from my yeah. understanding that has some connection to your job. So, um, would you care to get into that?
2: Um, yeah, I just do some shipping and stuff for Nike, shipping and receiving and work with them at the headquarters. And it's one of the funnest jobs I've ever had. They've been some of the most understanding people like that I've worked for about my skating career and most willing to work with my schedule make it work so I can make it to events or... Make its contest or have days off to go skate and film. And if I've come in injured a few times and they're like, here, just do something light for the day, like unbox mm-hmm. clothes and hang them. And I'm like, yeah, I could do that. Mm-hmm. And That's- yeah, so they're just like super welcoming and friendly. And then plus, it's a discount on Nike, so I would you not <laughs> want that. <laughs> well Mikey- I,
1: was to, I was about to say at first y I was a little worried because it sounded like some like like you were doing drug dealing, I'm gonna be honest. Oh. You were like, you know, a little <laughs> no, shipping, no. a little little shipping, a little no, receiving. You know, importing, a, exporting. Little listen, no. I don't do much, a little import export. Yeah, do no, 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 no. you know, I was worried, but no, no I'm just kidding I'm He's just kidding. getting
0: real New York on us. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I know
0: Nike's like a big corporation and everything, and I know Nike has some like ties with skateboarding. Does anybody there like give you shit for being like a rollerblader?
2: No, I heard people get uh, you'll get some shit if you go to like uh, Burnside and stuff. Still, now that I'm out, like I've still never pulled up to Burnside. I heard it's a shitty park with shitty vibes, and I have no interest to going there honestly. But I heard you still can in some places. Honestly, me personally, I've never encountered it like ever even growing up in michigan really so Mm -hmm. i mean skateboards have always been cool i guess in my generation of skating so yeah yeah Yeah.
1: but i think i think it comes down to the individual anyway you know yeah
2: yeah one thing that does kind of suck is even though i do work for nike they still won't let let me in the sb park because i rollerblade so
0: that's what i was saying like there's got to be some discrimination somewhere along the yeah. lines with you working at nike like somehow even though they're super cool with you traveling and skating and all this and that too like there's got to be something in there you know
2: oh yeah yeah it's still there's still no nike rollerblading as a thing so i don't think they're supporting it like that let me use their facilities so you
0: should be like damn nike used to make rollerblades in the 90s what's up let me in <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: I, yeah did, that, I think
1: I think it's just cool like the uh,
0: corporate
1: corporate interests. Like skateboarding works well with corporate interests, and rollerblading not so much. But blading yeah. is ours. Yeah, that's the cool thing. No one owns us.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly.
1: Skateboarding can't say that.
0: <laughs> um, but, um I, Sorry, I was gonna say I noticed no. that you did something cool um, this past Thanksgiving. I saw that you posted a really cool video on your Instagram of you skating in a parade float mini-ramp. Well, that's what it looked like anyway. I never like got into the details with you, but it pretty much was like a Thanksgiving Day parade and it was a mini-ramp like on a truck that was moving through the parade and you guys were skating on it. That's awesome. For anyone who hasn't seen it, go to Zach's uh, Instagram page to check it out, but can you like shed more light on that, how that whole happened? Because that's cool, showing rollerblading to the public eye in a different way that either none of us have ever seen before or thought of before, because that's really unique.
2: Uh That was... We do that every year. I think Modern has done it for almost 20 years now, but yeah, they have a half pipe float that goes into the Detroit uh, Macy's, I think runs it, but the Detroit Thanksgiving Day Parade and we get to skate the float, get carried through the city, uh, show off skating. Like there's actually one section, I wish I, I tried to get a video of it, but there's one section of the crowd when you go by and every year they have these signs that say spin or do a flip <laughs> or something and yeah people it's just like a detroit tradition like everyone knows the half pipe float and stuff and yeah it was the first time i ever got the chance to actually film it because usually when we do it thanksgiving in detroit's like 20 degrees outside you're not pulling your right. phone out and recording something when it's less than 20 out and you're <laughs> on a moving yeah. ramp and All the wind and stuff, but yeah, it's a it's a fun thing that we get to do. It's a little sketchy because when the ramp is moving, takes a second to get used to it. Or when it's not moving, and then you're mid run, and it starts moving on you, give you a little jolt. And yeah, that takes a little minute to get used to, but for the most part, you get used to it pretty quick. And then it's not the widest to be able to grind but you'll figure out grinds and just do stuff that people like to see because the one cool thing about doing it is you could just do the same line all day because you're seeing new people every 30 seconds as you're going down the parade line so Mm. you don't really got to switch much up just get yourself a solid line and people enjoy it
1: nah that looked like the sketchiest thing ever honestly like um
0: (laughs) You just added so it's many a, things to my mind yeah go ahead billy but like yeah there's, as we were talking,
1: there's, no, there's no barrier on either side it's thin, you fly off the side it's it's, it's moving <laughs> it's freezing cold yeah um all of those aspects seem just like way tough but you're still like pulling off tricks on it um did they how long has that tradition been going do you know and like how long have you been a part of it and also have they always had rollerblading be a part of that or is that like newer
2: um i think it's been a tradition for like 20 years almost or so wow want to say it's been, whoa but i think it originally just started with skateboarding and then they had everyone we got bmxers scooter riders skateboarders everybody boys girls like everyone's on there sick so it's like it's a really sick thing and uh what's sorry what was the other part of the question you asked um
1: so how long have they been keeping like the rollerblading aspect of, has it been since oh, okay. the 20-year tradition it's been going on or is that like a newer addition?
2: um so it's i think it's been a tradition for it but i think it really started kicking off with uh brad urbis that was his favorite thing of the year was doing the thanksgiving wow. day parade and so uh, cool yeah every year now right before we uh uh do the parade we all huddle up and do it like give a chant for brett and stuff and yeah we just do it out of honor of him now but yeah it's been a long tradition i remember being a kid and uh i first started skating and i seen some rollerbladers on it it was actually brett and my homie zeb and i was just like dude i want to get on that ramp someday how do i do this like and now i get to do it so it's like right. a little childhood poking growing up i've done it for like three or four years now something like that maybe five it's been a few times now that I've done it. Dude, that's,
0: that's, so, yeah, that's yeah, so cool. Yeah, so sick. Like, I My mind is full of questions <laughs> on this topic because <laughs> I saw it originally. I was like, oh, this is cool. But like, have you fallen off the side of it? Like, You just fall off the side and just like chase the float down and get back on it?
2: Um, no, I, me personally, I haven't fallen off the side, but <laughs> I have fallen almost every year. They've put me on the news in our little 20-second TV time.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> fallen on that except I think this year I finally landed it but uh yeah I've always fallen on that never off the side I've only seen one person fall off the side and they took it like a champ and just got right back up it was a biker but I was like bikers probably got the best bets of going off the edge at least maybe but no it's a no I personally haven't fallen off the side and it's actually moving slow enough to where if you do fall off, you can kind of just like slide off it and grab it and mm. pull yourself back onto it and stuff. So it's not moving crazy fast on you like that. So
0: <laughs> uh, that, that makes to like jump off it. Part of the trick, C- catch a sketch on the float, jump back yeah, in the mini-rack, you know? It,
2: I've done it a few t- Not, I haven't jumped back in, but I've like jumped off the edge and stuff at points and like gone and handed out stickers to kids. and Yeah. it's where there's uh, these perfect ledges in the middle of Woodward in downtown Detroit. And I always jump off of it at that point every year. And I just start grinding the ledges that are in the middle of the street instead of uh, skating the half pipes. I'm like, this is the only time of the year. There's no traffic on this road. So I'm about to skate these.
0: Hmm. Damn, that's awesome. Did, did I mean, since it is cold in Detroit, I'm assuming it had to like snow it a few years during this. Yeah, Does it still happen when it snows? It,
2: yeah so they do their best to keep the snow off of it before we get on it like it's all tarped and uh screwed on so that no snow will actually like be on the ramp and we've had to take credit cards and like scrape ice off of it before because it's been so cold but yeah i remember one year i tried to skate it in some brand new skates and it was the worst decision i've ever made in my life because it was like 10 degrees out or something and my toes just felt like they were Punch in the front of the skate the entire day.
0: Damn,
1: it's just. I still think that's so cool that you got that the the city has that as a tradition and and it just like adding that to the culture and and pretty much normalizing these activities, which is like I've always kind of mostly been on the fringe uh, at least traditionally for for most of them. That's really cool.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's sick. Like I think it definitely gives an opportunity to give kids that have never seen maybe rollerblading or scootering or skateboarding done like that, a chance to see it and maybe be inspired by it and go to modern and try rollerblading, so.
0: Dude, where, do, where does the mini-ramp mobile go when it's not being used the, is it like the Oscar Mayer Wiener mobile that just drives around the country?
2: <laughs> no, no, uh, I think the Detroit Parade Company or something like that, they keep it in, they got like a yard or something, they keep all the floats in. Oh, that's not fun. In, uh, yeah modern does have another portable half pipe they call it the taco and we've <laughs> skated that one skated that one at like van's warp tour before that one is uh real fun yeah it was a uh, it's a little sketchy over rant because this one's completely metal and it like has hydraulics that like fold the quarter pipes inward so it's like on a trailer and stuff it's a little sketchier but it's fun still
0: yeah that's a cool concept though i I dig it
2: yeah Um, modern definitely has some stuff that changes the game and like aspects of where you can display skating i feel like
0: yeah i would love to see that more often i mean that would that's a good way to expose rollerblading to the masses to the public because we don't get much tv time or anything in like the public eye at all so to get the opportunity alongside other sports as well like on something like a thanksgiving day parade even if it is like local but like more cities around the country or the world could do something similar like that um in their hometowns and and help spread skating and open people's eyes you said you grew up watching it and you're like oh shit i want to skate that one day and and now you are skating it and i'm sure there's kids out in the audience doing the same thing now five ten years from now they could be doing the same thing too you could be skating next to them on the mini ramp on the float you know so yeah it's it's pretty awesome i
2: hope to see it one day that would be sweet
0: Hell yeah. Uh, before we move on to, to guest questions and everything, I got to ask you about your name because you have like a nice little stage name, Zach Savage.
1: And Austin, as we know, Austin's really good with pronouncing names. I can pronounce that one. He's an expert on names, I think.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, what, where did Zach Savage come from?
2: Um, so when I was young, I still used to sign up for contests with my real last name and I got a real long Polish last name Mm -hmm. and does not sound like what it looks like and I was just like man people people are butchering my last name at contests so uh Luke Rappa, he actually pieced together my last name and was like wascavage savage and I was like 13 or 14 and he just started calling me Zach Savage and I'm like dude I like that and that's easier to remember than my last name or trying to pronounce it or something like that. So I was like, let's roll with it. And yeah, I've actually, it was so funny. Uh, so my Facebook is my real last name and someone tagged me in something to Jordan Baez, uh, the dude from ghetto community. And he, they tagged me in it. And Jordan was like, who is this guy? I don't know him. And I'm like, dude, yeah, you do. Look at my profile. And he was like, Bro, what? I did not know that wasn't your real last name. I thought that was hilarious. Cause this is like two years into knowing him too. Well, I'm
1: actually I'm actually I'm actually glad you asked that question, Austin, because um, I thought that was your last name, Savage.
0: Yeah, I was nah. I, I knew it couldn't have been your last name, but I, I remember oh, when we were going to have you on the show, I went and I looked you up on Facebook. I'm like, where does it say his real last name? And I was with my girl at the time and she looked at it. She goes, oh, I think she said it's Vosevich or something like that. And she like just killed it. And I'm like, what? I I was going to
1: say, no, no, I was going to say, don't say it, Zach, don't say it yet. But we should, we should have a fun game. We should spell it out real quick. Austin could write it down and then we'll all watch Austin try to say
2: it.
0: Well, I've seen it already. I've seen it already. So, but is that how you say it? Something like that?
2: Uh, no, was- not pretty.
0: Wasovich? Uh, if you
2: say it in Pol- yeah, if you say it in Polish, I'm pretty sure that's pretty close because the W's are V's. Yeah. But, uh, it's scavage was scavage
0: okay. Yeah,
2: like Woscavich.
0: <laughs> okay, so everyone's yeah. getting that wrong unless you're well, Polish, probably. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's, yeah. I, that's, that's what's up, though.
0: Respect. Yeah, my girlfriend's last name is a W also and it's pronounced like a V technically, too. So I think she knew that kind of seeing your name. Um, but yeah, cats out the bag, everybody, <laughs>
2: <laughs> not my real name. <laughs> it's
0: good it's cool, though. though. It's actually, it's good. It's it's nice actually stage funny.
2: Day. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually funny. Cause God's put my name, uh, my real last name on the inside of the anti-rocker. And it's so funny. Cause it just like takes up like a third of the wheel <laughs> or something like that. It's so long.
0: <laughs> That that'll be sick for when you do get a pro skate. It'll say like Savage on it. That'll be like a badass thing to do to a skate. I think it'll it'll be fitting. I yeah. think for whatever your skate looks like or ends up being.
2: Yeah, cool. I, when, when the time comes, it'll definitely say Zach Savage and probably not my real last name because I feel like still so many people only know me as Zach Savage. So
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's your Instagram name too. I feel like most people just know people from their Instagram names. There's so many people I know know like via instagram i don't know their real name i only know their instagram name so like i'll meet them in person sometimes and i'll be like yo what's up and i'm like i, I just think of them as their instagram name but it's not their real name like i have no idea what your actual name is don't i never really thought about it.
2: their instagram name or something yeah <laughs> someone like, writing them.
0: yeah i mean it's always something yeah. like ridiculous but it helps you remember who they are i guess you know
2: yeah i feel like the worst is when uh you know their instagram name but you don't know what they like you can't remember what they look like and they like hardly you can hardly ever see their face and anything mm-hmm. they put like damn i talk to this person all the time but who are you <laughs> like mm-hmm. i kind of feel bad when that happens but yeah like i don't know like i just find it funny like it's the same thing everyone just knows by the instagram now and i find that hilarious too
1: oh dude like i've actually I, I, I think i might have said it on this episode before like uh and as you were going on you were talking about people in new york you're like you know andy crack joe cap yeah you know <laughs> like these are like kind of also like the names you get like growing up in like northeast midwest, west areas you get like, like urban names, areas like, probably
0: yeah yeah I, they
1: grow call me like fish and stuff like that and, and um, murder yeah, i remember one one time years later i was at a skate park in, in the bay and someone was like oh Billy, this guy's from New York. He said he grew up skating in New York. He like knows a lot of people from New York, and I just was talking to him. I was like, "What? Who did you like grow up skating with?" He's like, "Ah, oh, Murder, Fish," and I was like, "Oh, I'm Fish. That's that's me." But um, <laughs> it's, it's just funny, like how the name, like you know, could be, I don't know. I'm sure there are some like skaters from back in the day that might know you from like your original name, like when you were younger, and they're like talk might be talking about Zach Savage and not connect the two at in some point, but. I don't know. I don't know if that story made sense. Maybe not. But we got some questions. (laughs)
2: Let's get it.
1: But we got some questions lined up. Before we do, I just want to give everyone a reminder. If you're watching us live, it would be extremely helpful if you took the three seconds that it takes to just X out and hit the like button. It gives us a little boost. And if you're watching live, we found out recently, like, a lot, not of a lot of our listeners are our subscribers. I have no idea why. Again, it takes two seconds, and it doesn't do anything to hurt you. It just helps us. But if you want to be a jerk about it, be a jerk about it. But it would be real, real nice if you decided to subscribe, follow, do whatever. It's helpful. Anyway, we got some questions lined up. We have some super chats as well. Austin, would you like to get to the super chat before I take on these other questions?
0: Yes, I do. And I just want to say for the record, I don't remember what the percentage was last time, but I'm just looking it up now after we mentioned it. And 68.4% of you are subscribed, so 31.7% are not which that doesn't even add up to 100% YouTube I don't know what's going on so maybe these numbers are complete bullshit anyway but the rest are undecided they're undecided I feel like that number is more than it was last time so thank you all for for subscribing uh yes we do have uh, a super chat or two in here we have from uh Jackie here we go uh so Jackie says when are you staying down south with us so we can film for Montgomery Monsters Forever Underground 3 shout out Los and the family
2: I'm thinking probably in April when I come out there for Crowder, try to come out there for a little bit longer so I can hang and kick it with y'all on the Montgomery Monsters and everything, and especially with Malachi. I love skating with that kid. He's such a ripper, dude. That's a solid move picking him up on the mesmer's.
1: Uh, I just, I, I I just listen. The kid is, the kid has more swag at ten than I've had in my whole life. So it's hard to miss that, you know. But
2: dude, and he's on his yeah, way to he's Mars. That's hard too.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah no
2: he's
0: yeah
1: like he he's awesome
2: yeah uh, shut up Malachi, man
0: <laughs> definitely his style is good too i love like oh, yeah, that yeah. little kid style so good nothing like it we have another super chat that just came in from tree tree rudolph who asks if you could pick one of your shoes to use as a design for your pro skate which pair would you pick that's a good question
2: oof um I don't know. Honestly, that's a tough one. Maybe these red ones cuz I do like red a lot. But What are they called? Fire red 3 Maybe Frankie would make that one happen.
0: Oh yeah, there we go. Oh yeah. yeah.
2: I don't know. I always about... have some like red accents in my skate setup, so I feel like this would definitely be a good one for it.
0: Oh yeah, that's a classic. Jordan heads right now are screaming at the monitor, like, make it happen, make it happen. (laughs) I don't know anything about Jordans. I've been like an Adidas guy for for years, but so I don't know, like, the ones, the sevens, the 18s. I don't know what's what, but I'm sure all the sneaker heads out there. There's so many now. Yeah. Yeah. What are they up to?
2: They're in like the 30s or something now, I want to say. So,
0: (laughs) yeah, that's a lot. That's way over my head.
2: I think I'm good. And anything lower than twelve, anything past twelve, I think I'm good on it.
0: <laughs> True. Uh, that, that's all we have OG. for the super chats right now, Billy. Did you have any other uh, questions?
1: Yeah, we have we have a bunch of
0: questions in the chat. Whoa, we'll take happened? his. Ma- what's going we're on? Here? Yeah, I don't know what's going know on with this tiny. shit today. Yeah, Zach, I'll biganize you in a second. There we go. <laughs> there we go.
1: Um, okay, so we got some questions here. Some are. Quick ones, some are more intricate, but we'll take as many as we can. Um, Spook Wackadoo says, How about them Lions? I mean, we touched on the beginning of the episode, <laughs> but how about them oh, Lions? Yeah.
2: Honestly, being a Lions fan my whole life is kind of unreal watching them right now. Like, I had hoped we'd be good this season, was not expecting one game away from the Super Bowl good. So let's go Lions. I seen someone uh, made a comment on one of your posts. This podcast saying go Niners. But not the Lions <laughs> Sorry to break it to you.
1: Listen, man. Uh, listen, I don't, like all, all the all the teams I root for are out. But I gotta say this as someone who's impartial to all the teams going in, I would like to see the Lions go ahead because it's been so long. So that that would that would be cool. I think it would be good for the city of Detroit. And yeah, shout out Lions. So, um, Libea. I think is pronounced as favorite trick to do.
2: Oh, it's a good one. Probably a alley top or back Savannah. I got to say that one of those two. I just like holding like any, any variation of alley Topsoil, especially on like a quarter pipe, like a full cap backslide alley Topsoil, or just straight up alley top and hold it forever. I don't know. I just, it's kind of like a comfort trick to me. I've always liked that trick especially i liked watching uh shima do it a lot growing up and he would always do it on like the craziest things. so i'm like dude alley topsails are sick and mm-hmm. then yeah also a lot of people tell me they're scared of alley topsails and i'm like no nah, that's like my favorite trick that makes it even me like it even more i guess because a lot of yeah. people are scared of so
0: it's cool yeah
2: probably so i'd say alley
0: cool Topsels, yeah i like to me always remind me of like a. It's going to make no sense, but also make a lot of sense. Like, Oh, same effect as a sweat stance. It's like an alley sweat stance. Cause like, you know, a sweat stance, if you miss that topside foot, you're done. It's the same thing on an alley top. you miss that top sole foot, you could be done. You know, it's like the same thing, right. but a completely different trick. I think that's why people are so scared alley top Just got to commit. Yeah. It, that's a crazy yeah. reference. I, I can't even, does that make sense though? Like, it doesn't make any sense, but it makes a lot of sense.
2: It, do, it we'll makes it sense to, to me. Like, we'll leave it to the chat. It, <laughs> makes, Billy's it, makes, to challenge. it makes sense to me. Like, <laughs> if you can just snipe that soul foot, you can... Right when you get that sole foot locked on there, you can hold it forever.
0: Yeah, I feel so. like the consequences are the same when you miss an alley-oop compared to missing a sweat stance. Like when you miss a sweat stance, your foot goes over like a ledge, let's say. You like fly over and eat shit. That's why people are so scared of sweat stances usually. Alley-oop is the same exact thing. If you do an alley-oop and that topside foot goes over, you're whipping around, spinning around, shit's legs flying everywhere. Like, it can get pretty wild. So I feel like it's the same consequences from an alley-oop and a sweat stance. Just one obviously, yeah, obviously yeah. is an alley trick.
2: Yeah, wow. Like, some challenge, me, Billy, challenge me, Billy,
0: challenge me.
1: Well I don't I don't I don't I don't want to get into the <laughs> philosophical background of Aliub Topsoles, but I mean I think sweat stance is called sweat stance because if you miss the topside foot, you're risking the family jewels. It's scary. It's a sweat stance. Ah like you know, Alib topsol. if you miss, yeah. you're gonna kinda of, kind of come down on your back, on your shoulder, on your hip. So I you think can it's like Alib di- di- too though. Different injuries. Yeah, it's more it's tailbone, okay. I guess.
0: It's more tailbone, I guess, if you miss it going Aliu, but yeah.
1: Fair enough. Exactly. Well, I'm not willing. This is like, not the hell I'm wanting to die on. So like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, me just neither. Gonna say, I'm just going to say, okay, that's fine. Me neither. But-
0: <laughs> when it comes down to it. I just yeah. I share my yeah. stupid thoughts.
1: No, nah, I respect yeah, that. Do, a good uh, one. <laughs> I just don't have a strong rather... stance on it either way. But, um, Montgomery monster says, ask him about riding in the monster bus to Crowder powder, power, powder.
2: <laughs> power, power. Yeah. The
0: monster bus.
2: Oh, Oh yeah. So they got this sweet bus it's got a little flat screen in the back they came and uh picked me up in atlanta and then yeah it was uh little joey Herm, malachi uh Kay, a few bunch of pretty much the whole montgomery monsters crew came and swooped me up and we rode in this little tour bus they had like little hammocks set up and stuff and everyone was just like sleeping in pretty much bus chairs and but it was super fun uh People were sleeping on the floor, just watching skate videos, Netflix, the whole time. It's probably one of the best, like, tour experiences as a skater that I've ever had. Because I'm like, dang, we got our own little bus and stuff. We're mobbing out the sessions, like, 10, 15 people deep. And, yeah, it was super fun riding around with them. And hopefully we get to run it back again.
0: Reminds me like, the hoax days? Like, that tour van yeah, yeah. kind of style?
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Reminded me of, like, uh... The Shred to Your Dead tours almost and stuff like that, but the cool thing about the Montgomery Monsters bus is when uh, they bought it, on the back of it it literally says Shred Ready, and it came like that, and I was like, damn, dude, that bus was just like, yeah, this is the one. Here you go, it's Shred Ready, and yeah, it's a pretty sick bus. Yeah, yeah, real fun crew to go tour around with. So if you ever down south and get the chance to kick it with them and. Riding the bus, you'll have a good time.
1: <laughs> that's 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 the best part about skating, you know, taking trips with the crew. Um, I've done several with Austin, with the Kelsos. We've done some, and nothing mm-hmm. like just getting in a car and taking a trip, and especially if it's a, a monster truck. That's
2: super cool. <laughs> that makes things <laughs> yeah. way more fun. Yeah, it's like um, a mini bus. It's sweet. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's dope. Um, this is the last question we'll take. Um, Pedro Lazzola says... I heard that you are interested in going to Tijuana for the Chupas contest. Have you ever visited Mexico before? And what do you expect from the event? If you do attend BTW, I would like to invite you all March 15th to
0: 16th. Hell yeah. We're invited somewhere. Nice. Thank you. Sweet.
2: Yeah. I seen the, uh, I've seen that contest of the past couple years and they set up some cool ramps, like make new ones every year out of PVC and, no i've never gone to mexico before to skate but i have been wanting to go other places besides america and start competing in other countries and stuff and that one i was just like yeah that looks really fun so if i can make it out there i really want to go to it but we'll see if i can get all the requirements ready in time passport and all that
0: you need to take that 900 topsoil international (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, that'd be sweet. I wanted to go to Winter. I wanted to go to Winter Clash this year, but won't be making it to that one sadly. So maybe next year I'll be able to.
0: You would thrive at Winter Clash. I feel like that's right yeah, up your alley. Not, that that yeah, vibe and everything. Right up
2: your alley. Yeah, that, that comp. Still a dream to go to that comp one day. Still want to compete in it one day and have some fun out there. Looks like such a fun weekend. Every time I see it, I'm just like, man, wish yeah. I would have <laughs>
1: Yeah, it goes. It's a big event. It's a good one. We have another super um, we, chat that came. in. We have in. one more super chat, and it came in before the buzzer. Austin, you want to take it?
0: DJD says, "You Zach versus Broskow in a one-on-one puck. Who's winning?"
2: <laughs> oh. It do That's they do that? One. Is that a
0: thing? One-on-one hockey matches.
2: I mean, you could. You, there's ways to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: one, one net. Know. You know. Oh yeah.
2: I've never seen Broskow actually play, so maybe. I have to see some uh, Roscow hockey footage, and maybe we can set this up one day. That'd be pretty fun, actually. Wow. <laughs>
0: he's there. There's like a little hockey edit of him, and someone's gonna correct me on this champagne or something like that. There's like a little montage of him playing hockey before his section. So check that out.
2: I'm definitely to do Your boys that got now. moves.
0: I don't know anything about hockey, but your boys got moves.
2: She, I I, I also he's...
0: noticed you you answered
1: that very politically. we 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 we, we have not received an answer
0: (laughs) he has to see for himself
2: Uh, you don't know man okay
1: we're not getting one we're not getting
0: (laughs) dude real quick zach before before we go before i went to detroit for a bitter cold i asked you about the pontiac rail like the famous pontiac rail in detroit the little rail that like imyta was and everything like that and you never got to skate that
2: no sadly i never did and uh so I'm pretty sure they tore those ones out of the back. That was always like a dream spot of mine. Cause I was like, dude, this is like a street P rail I heard. And I heard it was like little knee height, maybe a little over knee height or something. It was just like perfect. But no, I never got to skate that one or I never got to skate the front big rail either. Cause they put a giant fence at the bottom of it. And yeah, yeah it's just impossible now
0: so yeah i've always wanted
1: Did to it. skate that rail that one like austin got this you skate never skated before. pontiac
0: oh that is the best rail i ever skated because like you said it is like a skate park rail but on street but it's not it's tiny but it wasn't like stupid tiny it was like yeah like real in between like knee and like thigh high i mean i'm a lot shorter than most people so but yeah that rail was awesome and i was like if i'm going to detroit and Global warming's a thing now, so it, there wasn't any snow uh, around. I'm like, right. I'm gonna try to skate that rail, but then I found that it wasn't even there anymore. So my dreams were yeah. shattered as well.
2: Yeah, that's that's one of the spots I always wish I would have got a hit on, but can't do nothing about it now.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a weird thing about skating to think about too, especially street skating, because like you could say, oh, I want to hit this spot, but you're on like a, you could be on a potentially a time limit because that spot could be gone, it could be capped whatever right. happens, you know, and it could be just, you'll never get a chance to do it again. It's not like a skate park. Like, Oh, I'll go back and do it next week. I'll go back and do it. Um, I know that's happened with like me and a lot of other people. Uh, somebody spoke about it recently on the podcast too, about waiting too long. I was talking with Cameron Talbot about this not too long ago also, but yeah, thing like Pontiac too, it's like, it's not always going to be there. Nothing's ever going to really be there all the time. So you got to like take advantage right. of the spots that you want to hit while you're able to do it.
2: Yeah. That- uh moving out to portland i've noticed that too because i've seen them building new stuff and i always try to go wax the spots and then literally i'll skate it maybe once or twice and then the next time i go to it it's capped or something too it's happened a few times out here but
0: Sounds yeah of you
2: definitely try to get some get a little time limit and try to make what you can happen and i also do like that aspect pushes you to see what you can do like real quick and not I mean, try to do something more than just the basic on it, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, I think that's been a great episode. Um, Zach, <laughs> do, you ha- do you have any shout-outs or words of wisdom or last words you would like to say before we let you go?
2: Um, Shout-out, God's. Shout-out, Modern. Shout-out, Ghetto Community. Shout-out, Finlay Hats. Shout-out, Luke Rappa shout out my family and honestly just go out there have some fun do some slides on your skates and just enjoy it because it's the best thing that i've ever had in my life so maybe it could be for you guys everyone out there as well so yeah just have the most fun that you can and do your thing
0: <laughs> hell yeah that's what's up i love that Zach, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you all for watching. Hopefully, Zach, I get to see you somewhere around the world soon.
2: Um, yeah, hopefully see you all soon, for sure.
0: Yeah, I want to make it a Crowder powder I'll try to make something happen with that. But thank you all for joining us. Stay tuned for the next episode. We have another one lined up for next week. Check out our new gear, store. We got some new gear there. Check it out. And uh, yeah, we'll see you all on the next one. Peace, everybody. Awesome.
2: Peace. Thanks for having me, y'all.